Welcome to the Father's Vineyard Audio Podcast. Here is today's message. Well, I'm going to continue talking to you just a little bit about uh, recapturing the awareness of God's presence. <clears throat> and uh, if you remember, do you remember last week? <laughs> if you remember last week, we talked about David and his journey of bringing the presence of God, the ark of God, back into his city. And how much sacrifice that took on his part. And he had to have the heart for it. And even though he started out in a wrong way and it caused one of his men to to die when he reached up to touch the ark because it was uh, shaking, the oxen was stumbling, he pursued to hear from God What's wrong? What do I do? And he realized then that God has a pattern of carrying his presence. And uh, that pattern was not supposed to be on an art, a cart. It's supposed to be on poles and resting upon the shoulders of the Levites. And he, he sacrificed thousands of, of um, animals, oxen and, and uh, fatted calves on the way in. So the whole trail of that six-mile journey was covered with blood. And this is just a review from what we talked about last week. Uh, it was covered with blood. And that's that, Jesus' trail to Calvary, to the tomb, all of it was covered with blood. So it's a, it's a foreshadow of the life of Christ bringing the presence of God to us. What I want to finish in that message that I didn't finish last week was this. That when he brought the, the ark into the presence of the city. He put it into a tent in his backyard. And in the process of that, all people were welcome to come to the presence of God, even though they had this, they had this thing called the tabernacle of Moses that David saw far beyond in the future and prophetically knew that everybody would be able to walk right into the presence of God without having a priest go for them. You with me? So he saw that in the future, and, and he, he worked that out in the future. He, he let that happen in his, in his day prophetically. What I didn't, what I didn't get to finish, uh, what I didn't tell you, I should say, last week was that ark stayed in that tent, just in a tent, for 33 years, the life of Jesus. 33 years it stayed there. For 33 years they had... Around the clock, worship, praise, prayer, and proclamation. They had around the clock music. They had around the clock praying. They had around the clock praise. They had around the clock, I mean, 24 7 for 33 years. Jesus was, his life was. Praying, praising, and worshiping his Father. The thing I want you to get about this is that over in Acts, it says, in the New Testament, it says that the tabernacle of David will be rebuilt and restored. So we will see, listen to this, we will see, we will see constant worship, constant praise, constant proclamation, and constant prayer being done 24-7, seven days a week. He, says, I, he said, it will be restored. Notice that he didn't say, I will restore the tabernacle of Moses, I will restore the temple of Solomon. Nope, he didn't say that. He said, I will restore I will rebuild and restore the tabernacle of David. David was a worshiper. He was a warrior, but he was a worshiper. He was a worshiper before he became a warrior. He knew his God. He knew who he was, and he knew who he was in God. And he knew his God would take care of him. So he wasn't afraid of bears. He wasn't afraid of lions, lions and tigers and bears. Oh my, he wasn't afraid of any of that. 
Y'all been watching way too much TV. <laughs> no, David wasn't afraid of any of that. Why? Because, and he wasn't afraid of giants. They, I, listen, I know right now there's some, there's some large things in the valley of your life yelling at you. There's some huge things that looks beyond your ability to conquer. Defying your God, speaking out against who he is, and declaring your doom and declaring your defeat. How many, how many, am I talking to anybody in here? Yes, that's you. There's, this, there's somebody yelling in your valley, the valley of your life. Well, I got news for you. I know what's in the valley, and I know it's loud, and I know it's big, and I know it's gigantic, right? So here we are. We see all this thing, and we're wondering what in the world is going to happen. But here's the word of the Lord for you. There's a David inside you. That's rising up. And it's not about your strength and your ability. It's about you leaning into him, following him, and stepping up, and not being afraid of what you hear or what you see, but running to that battle. When he went, I mean, they tried to suit him up, with Saul's armor. They tried to put the things of man upon him so he could go and take out the giant. But how many of you know it didn't fit? Fitting it? Didn't fit? And David knew it. And they were not tested by him. But something else was tested. His own heart was tested before. The courage that God had put in him was already there before. To face the lion, to face the bear, and to be able to protect the innocent. Listen to this. To be able to protect the innocent. And to be able to stand up and protect the people of God. David was not sent there to kill the giant. He was sent there by his father to take lunch to his brothers. He was just a little Aaron teenager, a little Aaron boy, a little teenager carrying bread and cheese to his brothers. So, in the midst of his obedience, to his father. He was positioned to a higher call that he didn't know about. So his warrior heart came out of a servant's heart. His ability to war against and to be able to strike the very head of the enemy came from a lowly heart to serve his brothers who criticized him, who belittled him, who made fun of him, and told him, why don't you go back home and tend to those few sheep that you have? All along the Brothers was trying to minimize his purpose, minimize why he was there, to make little the very life that he was living in the process of serving his father, Jesse, bringing them food to eat, and this is what he gets. But do you know why he gets that? Because his brothers are humiliated, along with the children of Israel. They would rise up with this, he wouldn't, the, uh, Goliath wouldn't be in the valley. They would rise up in the morning and they would put all of their armor on and they would put, get their shields and their swords and they would make loud noises clanging their swords against the shield and just making the sounds of war. All dressed up for battle. 
But just as soon as the big mouth giant came out and started defying God, the Bible said that they would crawl back into their holes, into their caves. What does that mean to us today? We can get all dressed up. We can do all this stuff of, out of rituals and out of things that are, are things that we're used to doing or this is just what we're supposed to do. But yet when the battle gets intense and we begin to shed off the army and run for the hole, it will test the very heart of who you are. But David's heart was already tested. David was a servant. It amazes me that very few men of God behind pulpits don't want to serve anymore. Because they have arrived. We've not arrived anywhere. The Bible says, my Bible tells me that Jesus taught, he did and taught. And he, served. He, he got the king of glory that we read about, the king of glory bound down on his knees to wash dirty, nasty feet. Wow. The heart of a servant. Why did he do that? His father said, do it. He saw his father doing it, and so therefore he did it. He heard his father say it, therefore he said it. So David was a warrior. David was, a, David was already made for the battle. And I'm telling you this day that you are made for battle. Our greatest battle, listen to me, our greatest battle is in front of us, not behind us. Our greatest battle to face what we're facing in our culture today and face what we're facing in all the things that are forthcoming, which don't, don't be afraid Jesus over and over says, fear not, fear not, fear not. That he also says, don't let anybody deceive you. Don't be deceived. Don't be deceived. Don't be deceived. So the enemy tries to deceive us in who he and who God is. That he is, like Brother Lee said, that he's left you behind. That all these things have happened and now there's no place for you. That you're just out here in no man's land. No, that's not true. The destiny is full. Your purpose is rich. And the call to your heart is to rise above and beyond what your brothers and what the others have said about you and how they've tried to put you down and what they wanted to do to you. Rise above that and answer the call to take out the giant that's yelling in the valley. And that's what he wants us to do. There's a passage in the Bible that says, we are not of those who shrink back. There's a lot of people that shrinks back. Children of Israel shrink back when the big giant, I mean, he's a huge dude. Fear came upon them. They would shed all the armor and get back in the hole. Wait for another day to get out and demonstrate all their glory. But in the midst of all that, David heard it and became, oh, this is not right. Who's going who's gonna to close this? Who's going to shut this up? So David, they loaded him up with armor and it didn't fit and he took it off. And he said, no, I'll, take, I'll just take what I know. So he, he ran, and he went out into the valley, saw him, and the, and the giant was still. Then not only did Israel make fun of him, but Goliath made fun of him. About how little he was. About how small he was. Taking on the largeness, the, the, the magnified enemy. Huge. He took the slingshot, didn't he? Praise God. 
bam, right between the eyes. And that, I couldn't have said it any better, brother. And took his head off. Sure did. Carried his sword and his head off. I like, man, just come on. No, you're fine. You're fine. So my Bible tells me also that he did not just casually walk out there. He made a proclamation of who his God was and what his God had already done before. That's what you and I have got to do. You've got to take a stand against this voice in the valley. You've got to be able to take a stand. You've got to be able to proclaim. You've got to be able to make the proclamation of who your God is. And you've got to be able to proclaim and understand and know and walk in the very purposes of what he's done for you. Now, let me ask you, what has God, has God done something huge for you in the past? Stand to your feet. Now, look around. Now, look around. Everybody say, God can. God can. Do, it Do it again. You may be seated. So in the, mid, in, the midst of, in the midst of all of what you're seeing, in the midst of all of what you're, uh, what you're hearing and what you're threatened with in the valley, you take the stand, you proclaim who God is, that he is the one true God, he is the Lord of hosts, he is the God of all the armies. He's God of more than enough. Then you begin to proclaim what he has done for you. Let me ask you this. Who has he healed in this room? Raise your hand. Wave. He's, he brought healing to my body. Look around. Do it and look around. Look, God's still doing it. Register that. Who did he deliver? He's delivered you from something. Raise your hand. Wave at me. Look around. He is still doing it. So that's what you take in the battle. You take the presence of your God with you because he's inside you. We have, we have the presence of Almighty God being born again. We have the presence of Almighty God living in us, right? Amen? And he has saved me. He has healed me. He has, he, I want to say, he has delivered me from death three times that I know of. Three times that I know of. He's probably going to show me a lot more. Son, I've, I've protected you all these years. Looked after you. So you grab that, you take, you take the ability of what God can't, has done and you carry the, with, with you the ability of what God is able to do when you step out into the battlefield and you begin to face and not just walk casually to him. You run, you, everybody say, run with haste. In other words, you run with a purpose and you're not slowing down, you're getting faster. You're not, because as, as you get closer to him, he gets bigger. All nine feet of him was, he didn't look that big from a distance, but we knew he was big. But once he started running, he got bigger and bigger and bigger when he was running to him. But he never slowed down. Why? He was on a mission. He had a purpose. He knew God was with him. No matter what, he, no matter, no matter what the end of this thing was going to be, he was going to fulfill what God had talked to him about once he got there. Now listen, there's some things that's going on in, in some of your friends' lives. Family's life. They've, they've got a giant in their valley. You need to encourage them to rise up like David did. Rise up as a worshiper. Knowing that he is the one that you worship. Knowing that he is the one that you follow. Knowing that he is the, he is the king of all kings and the Lord of all. He's not just a king. He is the king of all other kings. There's no one like him. You can't comprehend him. All, listen, all you know about him is just a little bit of who he is. 
there was once a, 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 a man named St. Augustine, and he, would, uh, he, had written, he, he had written many, many manuscripts and, and books. And he was, he was thought of to be so well-versed and so much came out of him that he was, he was at the, probably the, the pinnacle of being able to write and communicate uh, the, the goodness of God and who God was and, and our life in God. And when he died, listen, and when he died, that's how well thought of he was. And when he died, there were many people that were around him. His family was around him. And he just. And everyone said he's gone. He's at peace. He's present with the Lord. A couple of minutes came by. Went by. He. I have seen the Lord. And all that I have written is but straw. I have seen the Lord, and all that I have written is but straw. He's incomprehensible. That's who you're taking in battle, that's who you're taking. The undefeatable God Amen. never lost a battle. He is, the, he is the total victory of our life. Amen. So you need to encourage those that, are, that you're around. Don't, don't get discouraged. It's like a, what Jeff was talking about. Yeah, the largeness of the, these hurricanes. I mean, they're huge. They're big. They've got a lot of destruction. But... Listen, they will die out. Do not fear in the midst of it. Understand what God wants you to do in the middle of it. But see, with all this, this is the David. This is the David that did all this. This is the David that, that, that uh, he was a, the worshiper that, that even as a teenager, even as a teenager was able to take out a nine-foot giant, even as a teenager. So the teenagers and young people, listen, there's none big enough for you to shrink back from. They're not big, they're not big enough for you to, for, to cause you to shrink back and say, uh-uh, because once again, the Bible says we are not of those who shrink back. There are some that shrink back, but we're not of that bunch. Why? Because we're distinguished and different from all other people on the face of this earth because of the presence of God. And by the way, I want to let you know something. You are, you are, were, and still are designed to carry the presence of God. That was your design from the beginning. You find, how do we know that? Well, you find that in Exodus when it says, when it, you, you remember it said, the, the, um, uh, the Lord bless you. What's the next part? The Lord keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. It's over in Exodus. This is a declaration over, there's a blessing over the people. The Lord calls his presence to be on your countenance. You're designed, I'm designed to carry the presence of God and for it to not just, not just be in me, but be on me that people can see him on me. You know, G Jesus depended on that. Jesus, as 100% man, depended upon the Spirit of the Lord being upon him. How do we know that? It's in the Bible. And we need, we see, the Holy Spirit came upon him 
as a dove. That's the presence of the Holy Spirit. Never did any miracles until that happened. See, he is in us. The Holy Spirit is in us for us. He is upon us for others. In us for us, upon us for others. The Lord be gracious to you and his countenance upon you and give you peace. It's here somewhere. Luke chapter 4. He comes back out of being in the uh, wilderness for 40 days and tested by the enemy. And the true test was about who he was, not that he was hungry. He was hungry and the enemy used it, but he says, if you are the son of God. <laughs> right now the enemy is saying, if you really are a Christian, if you really are, there's no if. If you know that you've been born again, you're a child of the living God. He opens the book and he says, the, he, he goes, he's led by the Spirit and he gets hungry into the wilderness. He gets hungry, but he comes out of the wilderness and he is full of the Spirit, full of the Holy Spirit, and full of power. He goes in to be tried and test, tested about who he is and what's he going to do on who he is. And then he comes out in power and all of a sudden you begin to see him do miracles. Why? Because the Holy Spirit's upon him. Watch this. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Watch this. It's the countenance of, the countenance of his presence is on me. And he recognizes it. You and I need to recognize that the countenance of God is upon us. Amen. See, we have an unconsciousness about the presence of God, but we should have a conscious, we should have a consciousness about the presence of God upon us. Now, if you have not asked for the Holy Spirit to come upon you, see, this is the baptism. There is so much argument in the body of Christ concerning this, and it's so, it's so plain in the passage, it's so plain in the scriptures, that we try to live in power when we're only just born again, but he says the power shall come upon you when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and he will enable you to be able to be my witnesses. So this thing about the Holy Spirit being upon us is real. Yes, yes. They went and they'd been, been preaching salvation in the first church, been preaching salvation, and the Holy Spirit was in them. They said, hey, the Holy Spirit, is, is he, we've not even heard about it. Well, guess what? You get to hear about it. Yes. And then you get to experience it. Jesus proclaimed the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of the living God, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Well, how did he know that? He said, Here, watch this. Because he's anointed me. You are an, an anointed vessel of God. Because he's anointed me. What's he anointed you to do, Jesus? To preach the good news to the poor. To preach good news to those who don't have good news. The Spirit of God is on me. The presence of God is upon me to go preach the good news. Not, well, I'm not a preacher. When you look this word up, it talks about proclaiming. Are you a proclaimer? Then preach. That's what you are. You're, you're a proclaimer. You proclaim the very things of God, the goodness of God, the presence of God. And he has sent me, not only is he upon me to go, go proclaim uh, good news, he has sent me to proclaim what? Release to those that are captured. Those that are in bondage. You are the one holding keys for people to unlock the bondages of others. Why? Because of the Holy Spirit upon you. You are going, and when you come into somebody that they, they have the bondages, he said, You are there to proclaim it and to release them. Proclaim it and release them. Why? Because the presence of God is upon us. Not just in us, but upon us. And the recovery of sight. No, no God don't heal today. Well, 
if you keep believing it. Because when you believe that he doesn't heal, you won't see healing. The recovery of sight of the blind and, and to set free those who are downtrodden, those who are depressed, those who are, are, are down and out. He said, uh-uh, uh-uh. You're, you're, here to, you're here to proclaim freedom and to set them free from a depression that they can't get out of. And to proclaim the favorable, favorable year of the Lord. He just, I mean, it, it made everybody mad when he stood up. He, he said, this day has been fulfilled in your presence. And they, they just all got all tore up. <laughs> so i got news for you. The presence of God is real. Amen. We should, we should I'm telling you something, we should come in here together collectively because this is a special time of the gathering of his people in this, in this building. This is a special time. We should come, listen to me, we should come with an expectancy. We should come with a hope of seeing God manifest in our midst. We should have a hope for that to happen every time we come. We should have a hope. Why, why would you say that? Because my Bible tells me that hope does not disappoint. Amen. Hope is the anchor of your soul. Yes. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. So you should hope for the manifest presence of God. You, bring, you, you're bringing his, you have his presence. You should hope for the manifest presence of God every time we come together. How's he going to manifest? Every how he wants to. We should have a hope that that will happen. We should have an expectancy of that happening. Why is that? Because, listen, we camp around the presence of God. It's the presence of God that we carry. In his presence, there is Fullness. Everybody say fullness. Fullness of joy. Why is it that he does? He said, I want you to carry my presence. You're, you're, you're carrying me wherever you go. And I want, I want you. That's the reason he says that you should be baptized. Wait and you shall be baptized by the Spirit. They received the Spirit in uh, Matthew, uh, John 20, 20. They he blew upon it and they received the Spirit of God. After his resurrection, he breathed upon. He said, "Receive ye the Spirit of God," and they breathed and they received it. Why? Because their heart was ready for it. They were disciples before they was ever born again. And then he says, "Now I want you to wait, and I want you to go, to, and I want you to wait because the Holy Spirit He's coming. The promise of God it, He's coming." Listen to this. He just got through saying. Watch this. He just got through saying, "Receive the Holy Spirit," and breathed upon Him. He's already here. And then Jesus says, I want you to go wait because he's coming. Well, if he's already here, why is he coming? Listen, there's a manifestation of the Holy Spirit about to come upon you and it's going to baptize you. It's going to just, you're going to be drenched with it and you're going to be able to go into all the world and you're going to be able to do things that is beyond your ability to do. You're going to be able to, and everything that you do will be a witness of me. Not a witness of a denomination, not a witness of a certain pastor, not a witness of a certain group, not a witness of a certain nation, not a witness of America, not a witness of, not a, it's a witness of him. You shall be my witnesses. So why in the world would we settle for a Christianity and a Christian walk that is so meager, so small in its ability to be able to perform miracles and do things as the living God is living in us and when we ask the Holy Spirit to come upon us and baptize and we have that, why is it that we settle for so little? When God is saying, rise up and shine because the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. And you will go into the thing where it's great darkness. 
You'll enter into that place and great darkness will be the understanding of the people, but you will have the answer. I will be upon you. I will be in you. I will speak to you. I will use you in the darkest of night, in the darkest of days. He actually said, kings will come to the light. What will they come for? They will want to know what do we do. People of high position, presidents, mayors, governors will be caught right now. They don't want nothing to do with the church, most of them. But there's coming a day when the phones are going to ring. There's coming a day when they don't know what to do. There's coming a day that when one thing happens before that can settle, another thing happens. Just like the days of Job. And when another thing happens, something else is coming. And they're going to be at their wit's end. And they will have a motivation. Look, let's call the very Christians that we've been talking about. Let's give them a call. They don't look like they're having too hard a time. Even in the midst of this, they're smiling. Even in the midst of what we're going through, they're, they're joyous. Something's up. Let's call them. Let's find out what's going on. Let's find out what's happening. Let's find out what are we supposed to do. Why? why you no, know, nah, that's not going to happen. I've got news for you. It will happen. Why? Because God said it would. The question is, will you and I be in that number that says, I got the answer. I know what it is. I know what you need. Why? Because we, we have to acknowledge, like Jesus, we have to acknowledge that the Spirit of God is in us. The Spirit of God is upon us. The Spirit of God is moving with us, through us. Now, the question is, even after today's message, we can say, oh, well. We can say, I thought he had never end." We can say, whatever. That's not a good word for me. We can say, you know, that's a good service. I'm not interested in good services. I'm really not. I'm interested, interested in his presence. I'm interested in making sure he has his way. He's saying to the people what he wants to say. So it will gather us into a place as a gathering place, as a church that knows what we're here for and not afraid to go do it. Knows what we're here for and not afraid to go do it. So here's the deal. How many of you can say, the Lord Jesus, his spirit is living inside me. Stand to your feet. If that's not you, you need to come to this altar. You need to come now because today's your day. Today, t- now is the very time for you to receive him and say, yes, I want him in my life. I, he, I, I, I surrender. Anybody here? Anybody? Okay. All right, here's a step two. Listen, he says, wait for, listen, this is the time. If, if, you, had do, if you have not received the baptism, people say, I, I don't believe in the, you don't, listen, then don't get it. So I have people say, well, I, I, don't, I don't believe in healing. Well, stay sick. <laughs> I, you, it, it baffles me. I hear p- p- people, t- people tell me, say, listen, listen. Uh, you know, I can read you a passage. They'll say, I'll read you a passage where this sickness was for the glory of God. And they misunderstand what it's saying. They just misuse what it's saying. And I said, so you're, so you're saying sickness brings glory to God? Yes. I said, well, then we ain't sick enough. Let's just get sicker. And then he'll get a lot more glory. It's, the, the misuse of it is just awful. It's the twisting of the scriptures. You're not sick for the glory of God. Because <laughs> if, if, you, if your sickness is, going, is bringing him glory, then let's just pray for the worst disease that we could ever get. 
It doesn't make sense to me when he says, by my stripes you are healed. And the same thing with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I don't believe it. Well, then don't come down. It's in the Bible that Jesus said, you will be baptized with my spirit. He didn't say the spirit of God come in. He said, baptism is when you go underwater and it gets on you. I don't know of a single person that opens their mouth up and starts swallowing when they go under. <laughs> Why? Because it, it's upon us. The baptism is upon us. So now is the time where we can say, okay, my witness needs to be stronger. I want to move in power. I want to be able to move and do what he said. I want to take out my giant, but I know I won't without the power of God being upon me. Yeah. It came upon David when David went. He proclaimed it to be so because he came in the name of the Lord. So if you want the Holy Spirit of God to be upon you, now is your turn. Come. I want you to come. This is the time for you. The baptism of the Holy Spirit. We're going to pray for you to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I want you to come right now. Come forward. Come. Hello? Okay, don't be afraid. Please, this is awesome. And I was wide awake. And I, I don't even think the guy even touched me because at the time we were having some really weird stuff going on. And in the name of Jesus! And people, you know, it's real. He's real. I was wide awake. Um, all hell had to break loose in my life. I needed the power of God in my life. And it continues. He continues and continues. Thank you. Don't be afraid. Yeah, no need to fear. More? Crowd in. Come on. Come on, crowd in. Look, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. So you're telling me that you're moving in power. If you are, then by all means, I'm happy. I'm glad. Listen, this, I'm going to say this, and I know people are not, people are not, I'm, I may be criticized for it, but I'm going to say this. This is just as important as salvation. Yes. Why is that? Because Jesus said, I want to baptize you. That made it important to me. Be afraid. I know some people think that being baptized in the Holy Spirit, all you're going to do is speak in tongues. That is not true. Some of you may. Some of you are going to begin to prophesy. Some of you are going to begin to see things in the Spirit that you've never seen before. You may speak in tongues. If you do, that's from the Lord. But if you don't, don't be disappointed because he's going to give you the gifts that he wants to give you. And you're going to have more power and authority in the Spirit than you've ever had before. Okay? Amen. Amen. Praise God. Come on. Uh, spread on out just a little bit. You know, some people say, you know, you've lost the moment. Listen, we, we think the Holy Spirit is so sensitive that if we make one wrong turn, like, oh, no, well, I can't do it now. I mean, you know, the music's not right. The atmosphere's not right. Listen, God, God, listen, God looks for a willing heart. He looks for an openness of heart to be able to say, I want everything that you want me to have. Everything that you want me to have. Are there more? Yes, I 
That's a feeling. A feeling. Well, if you need feeling, I want you to come over here. If you just need, be ye filled with the Holy Spirit. See, that's different than the baptism. Be ye If you just want more to be overflowing, I want you to come over on this side. This side. Come quickly. Come quickly. Come quickly. I tell you what. There's, looks like there's more people. All right, I want this group of baptism. Yeah, go ahead. I want the baptism group to come over here. All the baptism group. You're here for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Baptism of the Holy Spirit over here. Yeah. That's what you meant. Yeah. So like, Are you born again? Yeah, I've been saved. And yeah. Well, the Spirit of God's in you. Okay. But you want Him on you. Okay. You want to be baptized. Listen, listen, I, I don't want any confusion. Y'all go ahead and seek. Listen. You have heard from me, for John baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. And they're all in the upper room, 120 of them. He told 500, he told 500 people to go. You, you guys can be seated. He told 500 people to meet him. Only 120 showed up. And he goes on and he says, you shall receive, you will receive power. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. He just got through saying up here, you'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So when this happens, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be my witnesses. You know, that word witnesses means martyrs. It means that you'll be willing to just give your life wherever he wants you to do, wherever he wants to send you, that he'll be able to use you because he knows you, he can count on you. This is my life. You're already born again, but this is with his power. My Bible says that they, you know, they went and laid hands on them. Now, they didn't do it in the upper room, but the disciples went out and they laid hands on them for them to be able to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now, let whatever happens, happens. Some people say, well, no, you got to speak in tongues if you're baptized in the Holy Spirit. That's not true. You can, but you don't have to. Some of you, some of the manifestation of his power is going to be exactly what he wants you to do. And then you'll be able to walk in the power of God under the influence of the Holy Spirit for other people. Unintimidated by what's going on around you. When you see people that are sick, when you see people that are in a, in a wheelchair, when you, don't be intimidated. Let the power of God do what he wants to do through you. So are y'all ready? Yes. All right. Nothing? It's just like sound. Here's the thing about it. You won't be saved without faith. You didn't get saved without faith. You trusted in Jesus to save you. Now it's the same thing. You trust in Jesus to baptize you. Yes or no? Yes. So the hope, the hope that he's doing it gives you faith to believe it. And then once you believe it, it's yours. It's yours. All right. You ready? All right. Be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Just be baptized with the Spirit. Be baptized in the name of Jesus. Be baptized with the Spirit of the Holy God. Holy God. Be baptized. We baptize you now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. God, come now. Come now. Baptize them with your power, with your presence, in a way, God, that this group right here will shake the community where they are, that they will follow you to the end of this earth doing what you want them to do, and they will do it with the power of God resonating in them, upon them, nothing, they will fear nothing. 
They will go forth as your witnesses from this time on, and they will release the power that is upon them to be able to go and do the things that you're wanting them to do this very moment and for this day forward. In the name of Jesus, we pray. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Now just say yes to him. Just say yes to him. Say yes to him. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 More. Listen. Listen. When we cry out for more, come on, come on, come on. When we cry out for more, it is not more. It is not more of Him to come in. We, it, it, it's, it's more of us to get out of the way. It, it's not crowded, 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 crowded. Come in, come in, Fred. Look, th- th- this thing. Listen, God is doing something so phenomenal in our presence that we can't even imagine. Can't even imagine. The feeling is a constantly, just be filled over and over and over. It's like a cup. It's like, okay, I'm full. I'm so full of God right now. And you're going to be poured out. And you get poured out. Well, guess what? You got to go get filled again. I'm telling you, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit is going to be the Spirit of God pouring out of you in a lot of cases. In a lot of cases. Why, this day will never be the same. You, listen, this is the first day of the rest of your life. Let him fill you. Just let him fill you. Just, just say, it's by faith. Ask him. Ask him to fill you. Just now receive from him. Just ask, fill me, Lord. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Overflow inside me. Overflow in me, Lord. Just use me. Just use me. Lord, we're already baptized, but now we want to continually be filled. All the time we want to just be filled, Lord. And pour us out. Pour us out. Pour us out and fill us up. Everybody say that. Pour me out and fill me up. Pour me out. Fill me up. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I'm telling you, when you walk in, when you walk into your place of businesses, the count, listen, you'll remember this. He said, the, 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 the Lord bless you, the Lord keep you. Listen, the Lord calls his countenance, uh, his face to shine upon you. The overflowing of God. For, see, the only problem with being filled, here's the only problem. You ready for it? Is you get tipped over. Sometimes we'll just, we just know it's God and we just pour it out ourselves. But other times we don't know it's him and somebody just bumps into us and, and knocks us over. Well, guess what? When we're full of him, guess what's coming out? Him. 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 Amen. So when you say more of God, it's not more. You've got all of him. He's all, he's all in. Only problem is we're not all in. They said, Lord, take this thing out of my way. Anything else is taking space that I can't get the fullness of who you are operating inside my soul, then let's get it removed. Let's get it out of the way. Let's get it out of the way. I see a group of people here. Y'all, hey, come on. Come on. Come on, come on, listen. I see, I see a group of people here that God is using to bring forth his full purposes in the area in which we live. He has been waiting. We have been waiting. But today is the day Mark it down. Today is the day that we will not operate the same way. When we begin to feel empty, we will, we will rush to his presence to say, fill me up, fill me up, 
fill me up. I, this, this thing that's getting inside me, I don't like it. Take it out and fill me up. 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 David said, my cup runneth over. My cup runneth over. My cup runneth over. Don't go around half empty when you feel yourself half empty. It's just you start running to it. Let's fill me up, Lord. Fill me up. I'm about to go into work. Fill me up. I'm about to go into school. Fill me up. I'm about to, I'm about to go into this store. Fill me up. I'm about to go get gas at the gas station. Fill me up. Lord, I'm filling up my car, and I want you to fill me up as I fill up my car. Lord, wherever it is you want to use me, use me. Whatever you want me to say, just give me the words and I'll say it. Whatever you want me to do, I'm going to go do it. Just fill me up. Fill me up. I'm empowered by the Holy Spirit. I have the Holy Spirit inside me. And from this day on, I'm going to act like it. I'm going to run with it. And I'm going to walk with him. And I'm going to do what God wants me to do in spite of the giant that's in the valley. I got news for you. You're going to hear him louder. You're, I'm talking about the enemy. You're going to hear him a lot louder. He's going to, he, I'm telling you, the moment you leave, the, you, when you leave here, you're going, you're going to get tested like you've not been tested before. But I'm telling you, the word of God will test you. Either it's true or it's not. It's true. It's true. Say it's true. It's true. He's true. We stand in the truth. We stand here in his presence. Why? Why would we do something like this and have every other church talking about us? Let them talk. I'd rather, I don't know who it is. It may not be anybody, but I'd rather have the presence of God any day operating in my life than any denomination. I'm telling you. You're going to be able to help people all this week that you, that you didn't have answers for, but you're going to have the answers for them. Some of you have had questions. They're going to be answered this very night. Some of your questions are going to be answered this very night. This very, some of the questions that you've had, God is going to answer this very night. He's going to speak to you. He's going to speak to you. Get you a diary. Write them down. Write down what the Lord tells you. Write it down. Take it to heart. Yes. Take it serious. No matter what, because he's going to say, listen, we're just not going to stay this one group and we're just going to have a kumbaya moment. No. <laughs> That's not what he's about. He's getting his people ready to put the, put the commission to rest upon us and the anointing to rest upon us to send us to the places that he's saying, this is where I want you to go. This is what I want you to do. This, whether it's a beauty shop or whether it's at a mechanic's place or wherever it is, let the presence of God just begin to flow in you and flow out of you. It doesn't mean that you stop thinking. It means that your thinking is going to be directed. Does that make sense? Oh, he's good. He's good. He's good. Someone is struggling with that. Something's wrong with your hand. Something's, you've got a hand problem. Okay, raise it up. Hand. I'm telling you, listen, raise, raise it up. Hand. You've got a hand problem. Raise them up. Raise them up. There's something, I don't know what it is. There's such something going on with your hand. Listen, your hands represent your ministry. No more hang-ups. No more. Raise your hand. Listen, God, we do not seek signs and wonders, but the power of God operates in our lives that they follow us as believers. So in the name of Jesus, raise your hand high. You got a problem with your hand. Something's wrist, fingers, or whatever it is. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, touch these hands. See these holy hands being lifted up in the name of Jesus. And God, I declare to every hand that is lifted, healing to enter in. Healing Ligaments, arteries, bones, arthritis, leave in the name of Jesus. Lord, lay the, may the flexibility of your presence just begin to operate fully into their hands, into their fingers, all the way to the tips of their fingers in their wrist in the name of Jesus. 
All right, now just wiggle your hands. Just wiggle your hands. All right. All right, who has felt something from the Lord already? Wave at me. Wave at me. Look, 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 look. Give him praise. Give him praise. Yes. You've been struggling. Amen. Praise God. Amen. 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 Well, I like this crowd then, don't you? Somebody, somebody said it's getting late. No, it's just started. Listen. Now, now listen, I know what time it is. I'm aware of what time it is. I want you to stand there, and here's what I want you to do. Are you ready? I want you to ask the Lord to give you something to say to another person beside you. I want you to just ask him, Lord, give me something to say someone that is beside me, someone that is near me. Give me, do it now. Give me something to tell someone that's behind you. To, don't, 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 don't go to your husband, wife. Go to somebody different. All right, when you have it, raise your hand. When you have it, when you know you've got something, raise your hand. Now listen, he'll give it to you. Listen to him. He'll give it to you. Don't, don't make it, don't make it so big, don't make it, don't make it anything other than just him. He's already spoken, so, t- so hear him. All right, the rest of you is going to operate by faith as well. I want you to turn to somebody right now and face them. Just turn to somebody. Turn to somebody and face them. Turn to somebody. Turn to somebody. Turn to somebody. Quickly, turn to somebody. Turn to somebody. Turn to somebody. All right. Turn to some, turn to somebody. Give some. Hmm. Okay. I need somebody with her. I need somebody with her. Okay. All right. All right. By faith, give them. By faith, give them what God's given you. By faith, just go ahead and give it to them. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Okay. All right. Did you deliver it? Listen. Listen, when you see somebody out and about, just ask the Lord, give me a word for that person. Give me something to say for that person. That's the carrying and that's, that's the expectancy of hope that God would speak to you to other people whom you do not know. They need to hear that. Amen. Here, and we're going to close. Listen, listen to what I'm saying. All right, everybody, listen. You ready? All right, here we go. David said this. This one thing, everybody say one thing. thing. Say it again. Say it again. Say it louder. This one thing, this one thing I do. He desired, he said, this one thing I desire to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You know what he's saying? This one thing that I would dwell in your presence forever. And he goes on, he said, to behold the beauty of the Lord. 
What is his one thing? To dwell in the presence of God forever and to behold his beauty. That will change how you behave. How do I know that? Because the Bible says, what you behold, you will become. So when you get in his presence and this one thing, just say, when you get down and out, you said this one thing. You may be going through hell and back or whatever it is. This one thing, that I may dwell in your presence. Even in this even in this circumstance, that I will dwell in your presence and behold your beauty. This one thing. Let this be your one thing. Dwell to live in his presence and to behold the beauty. Oh, he's beautiful. Oh, he's beautiful. There's nobody like him. Nobody like him. Well, praise God and pass the ammunition. Father, the Lord, everybody, everybody stand to your feet. Everybody, this is forever. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord calls his face to shine upon you. The Lord calls his countenance to be upon you and to give you peace. In Jesus' name, you may go. Thank you for listening to the Father's Vineyard Podcast. If you'd like more information about Father's Vineyard, please visit us 24-7 at www.fathersvineyard.org or you can call the office at 828-287-2868. Thanks again.